0: hot stuff welcome to everything trying to kill you the podcast that analyzes horror movies makes fun of horror movies and goes ape shit for mariah carey season do you <laughs> host think i would forget no this is our <laughs> first december episode it is time i'm mary i'm mary Kay. i i'm rachel And today we're discussing one of my all-time faves. Uh, In fact, it was one of the first horror movies I ever watched just because it looked good, and I liked the director, so what the hell. Uh, Chumwook Park's Thirst is, in my humble opinion, Sexy Vampires Done Right. If you haven't seen it yet, go snag a peek on Peacock. Uh, The trial isn't just free. You actually don't even have to enter your card, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then come back. It's actually free. Yeah. Then we will... (laughs) spoil the shit out of this if you haven't seen it yet and there are things to spoil here
1: yeah you don't want us to spoil this one for you
0: no no it's too satisfying yeah yeah you just want to enjoy it so for our icebreaker i would like to know what would be the grossest haunting for you personally (laughs) like in this movie (laughs) we have a deeply icky like it's not even scary. It's just gross. So what would be the ghost behavior that would most repulse you?
1: Well, pretty much everything grosses me out. But the one that would be the grossest is uh, silent but deadly farts, I think. I really, really hate it when people fart around me. I have always hated it. I will always hate it. I think it is the rudest thing. And, and that's not
0: always a controllable thing, lady.
1: It is, though. That's the thing. You can always go somewhere else. Tighten them cheeks. What if it
0: surprises you? What if you're like, oh, no, that was a fart?
1: No. That's never
0: happened to you in your life.
1: I don't want, I mean, not enough for me to count that as a thing that could happen on a regular basis. No.
0: You've never, like, laughed so it. hard or, like, sneezed or something and been like, two no. for one.
1: <laughs> no. No, I don't do that. I think it's the worst thing. In the... It's the worst thing. It's terrible. Aside from, like, actually pulling down your pants and taking a dump in front of someone in a random place, I don't understand why men think it is cute or endearing. It's not. It's just gross.
0: Well, okay. I don't feel that strongly. In fact, I, I thought about it because the character in the movie, right, um, hyo does fart repeatedly in the movie. And I know, I, I hate like,
1: that. That alone made me hate him.
0: <laughs> well, I, th- I was like, you know, if I had no choice, like, if I'm being haunted, right? Like, I can't do anything about this. I feel like I'd just be like, this, uh, just feels like now I should have all the dairy I want and see if I can smoke you out.
1: <laughs> oh, see, oh, that's yeah. smart. Speaking of that, Chase has been gone for, I don't know, he left this morning and um, I have been just a slow stream coming out of me all day. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't fart when he's around, because, I don't know, I don't want him to find me attractive. <laughs> so it's like. What are you, does he share your feelings about farts? I don't care.
0: <laughs> what is your strategy once you're actually pregnant? Like, what is your strategy going to be once you're pregnant? Like, I feel like that would not be a...
1: I feel like that is very far in the future and not something that I need to concern myself
0: with. (laughs) Okay. I just, you know, like, from what I hear, it's a really gassy time in one's life. Yeah. And I'm just, I don't expect you to have an infant anytime, you know, in the immediate future. Just, like, I'm already concerned, for the psychological pull (laughs) it will take. I'm already irritated
1: just thinking about this hypothetical farting ghost. (laughs) Like, I already am just like, fuck you. I had to do the Zoom (laughs) class today and we had to
2: talk about how um, managing your emotions and how there was like a little graphic. This is a (laughs) box that said situation (laughs) with an arrow that said emotions and it's like, um, does the situation cause the emotion? And everyone's like, Well yeah, because that's where the emotion comes from. That's where it's triggered.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then my dumbass <laughs> was like, Okay, yeah, but like let's say your brother dies in a car wreck. You could be really sad if you're close, but what if you really didn't like him and this was actually a real <laughs> thing? Also so- I
0: th- so what of the uh so what of like the tenets of cognitive behavioral therapy is that this situation doesn't cause the emotion. It yeah, causes exactly. Yes. It causes thoughts, and the thoughts create the feelings. That's what we were talking so about. It causes exactly.
1: smells, and the smells <laughs> create the feeling. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. If so I reject ghost- this infographic.
2: If- <laughs> <laughs> I just tear it in half. I'm holding my mic so far away so I'm not explosion laughing <laughs> on you. I just...
0: If your thought is farts are the grossest thing, then when a fart happens, you will feel grossed out. Yeah?
1: I actually feel very vindictive. Like, one time Chase did fart in front of me, <laughs> and I made eye contact with him, and I was like, oh, I'm going to fix you. And he was like, what oh, does that shit. mean? Are you going to kill me? And I was like, you're going to wish that I had killed you. <laughs> and I then don't... he doesn't fart in front of me anymore after I fixed him, so... Oh yeah, I don't have um, <laughs> I don't like have how you so said strong. fixed him like he's
2: like a like a pet, like he's house trained now.
1: No, that's just what we say. Like my me and my family are always just like, "Oh, you did this thing. All right, I'm going to fix you."
2: I love you it. It's like coming on. to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I
0: don't share your strong feelings about farts. I feel like they are things that come out of human bodies sometimes and while I do not wish for someone to deliberately I think deliberately doing it is first of all more of a gamble than any adult human should ever be willing to take. You can't you're test sure parts. You're sure that's just a fart? Like you're no. po- like you're so, so sure that's just gonna be a fart? Okay. If that's how you live, if that's the kind of life you're living, I don't need to be around you. Mm mm. That's you are that is engaging in risk-taking behaviors, my friend. <laughs> um, Wait, so
1: nobody else, y'all are just going to let me diatribe about the fart thing? You're not going to say any <laughs> gross hauntings for yourselves?
0: Well, I was about to say, um, when I think on the things that have like really freaked me out, they tend to be things that I would like find after the fact. <laughs> and be like, why did you choose to handle this? this way and then leave it like that. So that's what I think would really like bother me. It would be like, especially if it's like a ghost I can't even see. Like I can't even find it to yell at it.
1: Like you leave the toilet clogged or you leave the debris in the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, everyone forgets
0: every once in a while to do something like, like well, not the toilet clog so much. I hope you handle that immediately. That's a way to live. But like you know you like you get the little hair ball in the shower and when you're actually getting it every every once in a while look i'm good about it generally but you know everyone's been known to forget a little something here or there but if my entire day were consumed by like piles of toenail clippings oh um mm-hmm. yeah finding little balls of hair or whatever that somebody like just left um just you know just Another human's, like, constant stink. Not the occasional, like, I'm going to yell from the other room, like, why why the hell would you leave this in here? Don't do that. And he's going to be like, sorry, (laughs) hee (laughs) hee hee. But, like, constant. Just, like, every single, like, personally unsanitary mess you could have left behind. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Even if not, no individual one is that bad.
1: Right. Just constant. It's just like a sock in the li- like a sock in the living room, and then the panties in the bathroom, and then like one little thing everywhere.
0: Yep, like you, you made. But one yourself... smelly
1: thing. Yeah, and you made. Like yourself you came back from a run and took off your headband or your armband or something.
0: Yeah, and you just like flung it so that when I go to sit on my own ass couch, like I sit on a wet
1: headband. Ooh. Ew, um,
0: dude. Even Ew. stuff like. You you went to make yourself a sandwich, and you left every single component of the sandwich making experience exactly where you last used it.
1: Uh uh-uh, uh, y'all nasty. So then I come, so
0: then I come home and like mayonnaise has been sitting out on the counter for I don't know how long.
1: Dude, I
0: want to eat that too. What? How else do I make my most delicious possible iterations of a tomato sandwich?
1: Ew. <sighs> Tomato That's sandwich. Nasty eating tomato sandwiches with mayonnaise. Uh uh-uh, uh. No. See, this is
2: when Charlemagne the God cues in with his whole diatribe about mayonnaise and how and much how he hates mayonnaise.
1: It's so nasty. <laughs> how doggy. I, I
0: made homemade mayonnaise the other day.
1: Was it just oil and raw egg? Mm-hmm. It was delectable. Oh, actually, I included
0: a little bit of, um, for some of the oil, I subbed in truffle oil.
1: Mm, Ew! So now more, you've added mm. a you've added a fungus in the same genus as athlete's foot to huh? a condiment. <laughs> and you know
0: Gay. what? This is why y'all should fucking fear me. I clearly have no actual sense of self preservation. I will do the fucking thing. It tastes good. Give. I just said that I like would Not deliberately fart in case I shat myself, so this is clearly posturing. <laughs> I'm posturing anyway. Rachel, what would be the grossest haunting for you?
2: Um, I think like the obvious one is an unsolicited penis, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Wait, it just shows up wait. on your phone. Someone just changed your phone background to a dick. <gasps> <laughs> well, no, so um,
2: what with, if it just no, what don't even say either. it when I, um When I saw this icebreaker, immediately I thought, well, the scene that we see, um, the, the moment <laughs> that we see with um Kong Wo, the the husband, when he comes back and he's like on the bed and like his ghost self is like humping, there's literally nothing more terrifying to me than that. Um, and then I triggered like my first nightmare I can remember having. As a child, was going down in the house to get water, which I always did, and there would be like a man who was like visiting us, and he was like, you know, those beds that go into the yeah, wall.
1: the Murphy beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And for some reason, it was we had one, and he was like inside of it. And I go downstairs to get water, and then it slowly comes down, <laughs> and he's like standing there with that creepy smile, just like just like that guy in the movie,
1: and so he just has, like, ha- and he just has
2: and he just has like his dick out. And so ever since, like as a kid, I was really
1: afraid of dicks. Unsolicited, well, I mean, that ones. makes a lot of sense to me. It
0: Does I feel like it? It looks like it didn't take so well. Um, but I'm happy for <laughs> you. I'm happy for you. About I that. Can't go my fears. <laughs> I just what I was I did it was like a disembodied, like basically like a dildo. Then right, like <laughs> the only part of the ghost you can see is a
1: dildo.
2: <laughs> see, I think I would kind of prefer that because then you can like imagine <laughs> for yourself like ooh, he's tall he's dark he's handsome but he's got some mama was- issues <laughs> so what i'm imagining
0: that was like what my college roommates and i did we one time we were listening oh, to music God. in the room and we heard that song that enrique iglesias uh the like um that you can run you can hide but you can't oh, my my yeah. and we were like is this a threat this is a threatening song. So we started leaving post-its or notes that just said my love everywhere (laughs) for each other. Like I came home from the holidays once and they'd left after me and I opened my laptop and then I just covered it in post-its that said my love.
2: (laughs) Um, Jesus.
0: And that's what I'm picturing is like my love, but that dick. (laughs) And so like you go like to lift up the toilet seat and it's just like, (laughs)
1: It's a pop-up you, one, like a pop-up card. like that clown you punch down, but it doesn't
0: stay down. Broong. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what it Lack-a-mole. is. That clown you punch, but it won't stay down.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Um. Yep. So that's what I'm picturing is Rachel's haunting is that she like is like sitting on the couch and then she like turns to reach for something and it's like and she's like oh shit right there again <laughs> just like everywhere she goes it's in the fridge. She's trying to wash dishes, but it's, like, sticking into the sink, so she keeps, like, she's to like, trying to wash around the dick.
2: And <laughs> it's ruining everything, because it's dripping everywhere. <laughs>
1: Mary just put her head down on the
0: desk. It's not on the desk. It's that I would taken a sip of wine, and I just had to, I had to hold in place until I was sure I could swallow it without choking on it. <laughs> I'm okay now. Oh god. I think. I don't know. Time will tell.
1: Can we talk about the movie? <laughs> yes,
0: please. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of dicks, yeah. Um, actually, did you know I think this was the first major studio release in Korea to have full frontal male nudity. Hmm. I did
1: not know that. Na-
0: so, Thirst. Is it scary? Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, scary. Yeah, on on principle, yes, because I, I thematically a lot of what's happening here is the fact that when you are in love or in lust, and especially when you can't tell whether you're in love or lust, we do fool ass shit. That is scary, and it's true. Also, like, I have seen this before multiple times, but it had been several years, and watching it again the other day, I had so many like, oh
1: fuck. Moments. Yeah. There were at least three times when I gasped aloud. Yeah. One of them is when he's writing a note and then he takes off his fingernail. <laughs> and one of them is when he's playing his recorder and it fills with blood. That
0: was one for me too.
1: I started screaming and my roommate was like, What's going on? I was like, just just watch. Mm-hmm. That
2: yeah. that See scenes like that, like the same with the fingernail. They have a this director has a way of just Sh- not just taking you off guard, but fucking shoving you off guard. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And it's not even a cheap jump scare. It's like a legit, horrific, mm-hmm. should have seen it coming, didn't. Still have But happened. didn't, yeah. Because at that yep. point,
0: we've already gotten the shot of his fingernail coming off, which is right. repulsive, um, but isn't framed. And that's I think that's part of what makes them so exciting, right? They're not framed as jump scares. Right. It's just such a horrifying thing yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. So and it doesn't seen- come
1: away from it.
0: Yeah, we've already seen how what horrible shape his hands are in at that point. Yeah. but he's still able to play a recorder beautifully. So when he does start coughing up blood, the initial shot is bad enough where he's in profile and it's and it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a wide shot. You can see him head to toe. And the sound changes. And you can, but it's the that flip. You're already watching and thinking, "Oh God! Oh, ew! Oh no!" And then, boom, we are in extreme close-up on his hands over the mm-hmm. holes of the recorder. Yeah. Where the blood is pouring out so dramatically that he can't, his fingers aren't, like, can't stop it. It's just, like, pouring yeah. over his repulsively busted hands. And it, it's so hard to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's...
1: such a good idea, though.
0: Oh, so brilliant. Yeah. so br- And again, well-planted, right? In the yeah. opening moments of the movie... We see the patient at the hospital asking him, like, can you play that song again for me? Like, this Mm -hmm. is something that, this is a known thing. This is one of his hobbies. Right. Um, so, uh, whew. Yeah. There were a couple of other moments for me, which were the ones that really, like.
1: I mean, there were many, but those were the two that I will remember until my dying breath. (laughs) <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's scary. On principle, it's it's just it's scary because it's. I don't know, Rachel. What do you got for the scary moments? Yeah, like what was what was scary about it for you? Because you said yes, so like. Oh
2: what? well, um, and I know we're gonna get into this. A little bit more later but um, everything about I wrote down how to say this because Mary prepped us thank you Mary um, everything about Tedju terrified me everything about her terrified yeah. me as we go further and further in the movie everything that she reveals and everything that we learn about her and unpack from her as a character she just becomes more terrifying and then you give her the tools of vampire oh Hell no, that was terrifying. But other uh, other elements, other than like the horrific scenes, as Mary Kay mentioned, like the gore, um, everything with the husband. That yeah was, oh, so, that was so
1: unsettling.
2: It was the that to me when
0: when Mary Kay said when he said, was alive or when he was dead. Both
2: yes. he was disgusting and creepy to me. But when he was dead, that's when it was it came to a head. And when Mary Kay said, "I'll remember that to my last dying breath, that seat of him on the bed when he was haunting her and just like humping the air, I will never be able With to get- With the rock
1: on his chest Yes, he's all bloated. I'll never Ugh. be able to
2: get that out of my head. That's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. That was so- It's also like,
1: it's scary, but it's also so absurd that it's funny too. It's,
2: there are so many truly funny moments. This movie was low-key like super funny. Like it was yes. super terrifying, very dramatic, very beautiful, and- very funny. So many yeah. good moments. and
0: uh, Some of that is a credit to the writing, like to, to setting mm-hmm. up these great moments. Some of that is a credit to, I mean, Chambu himself. Like the, some of the choices and the setup of these shots. The, this movie, I mean, we're going to get into where it really works and where it really doesn't. But you can't watch this and not think you're watching a virtuoso at work. Like the, the man For sure. is just a tremendous visual storyteller. Um and this is definitely, if not his absolute peak form, okay, like yes, old boy exists. Well I'll chill out. Sympathy for Mr. Fe- like yes. Plenty of other great work. That said, you can see that this is this is a master of the craft.
1: For sure. And I I'm about to make a flattering sweeping overgeneralization and y'all can talk me back from it. I've seen the work of maybe maybe three Korean directors. Honestly, like, not a, not a ton. Mm-hmm. And every time, I am just astounded by the consistency, the consistency, and then also the way where they're like, you wanted this, no, fuck genre. I'm going to do it all. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I just, I mean, we talked about how um, our, Star character also starred in Parasite, and mm-hmm. how that is just—it, it, I mean he—he's so compelling. Like he—he's just yeah. amazing. But Parasite too, it's like it starts off as a comedy and then it ends up being a fucking murder. Like, it just—I wow. I
0: love spoilers. I'm just kidding. Y'all it's been have out. seen it's it. It's been out for like. Yeah. I, actually, it's, I still haven't actually, but it's been out for two years. Like I, I'm not gonna begrudge well, the spoilers.
1: Okay, number one. Whenever you. <laughs> whenever you watch you it <laughs> you're gonna love it in, the, in, one, in a very similar way I think mm-hmm. as You Love This but um, the the murder's not a surprise yeah
0: yeah I, no yeah. I know well I, I so many people asked me when, when when it was first kind of blowing up here in the States people asked me like oh man are you guys gonna do an episode about it and I was like so it's horror and they were like
1: well it's not not like that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just give
0: it, like r- look right, look left, look right, look left. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I don't know. I would love to listen to an episode about it. And I was like, okay, that's enough then that's yeah. enough. That's all yeah, the there's a lot encouragement of encouragement I needed.
2: Kind of like this movie. There's a lot of like dark and twisted turns it takes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: but yeah, I, I mean, so that's my generalization is like, I have no, no notes about the convention. I was never under any, like I never had any questions. Everything was answered in due time, and I didn't get too much information. It wasn't too heavy on the exposition to quote the hormone monstrous, beautiful, No notes. And I feel like that is the way consistently of the of the Korean horror movies I've seen that like they turn out that way. And I don't m- want to minimize. The that accomplishment, because I know that's not, I don't just like, yeah. oh, that's just how we do things here. Like, no, <laughs> like it's a virtuoso yeah. thing. But I also, I love the way that the genres bend into each other without being like a horror comedy, where it's like we're just going to lean into the badness. Like, mm-hmm. this is the crossover that I can handle, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think that there are, I think there exist horror movies that are funny or funny movies yeah. that have horrific elements really well um, well entwined. But, uh, I mean, this is, Peele
1: does that super well.
0: Yes. They, like, I remember, like, trying to stifle my own laughter in the theater during Get Out when Bradley Whitford says, you know, I would have voted for Obama a third time. Right. Because, first of all, the joke is funny. Secondly, it's already planted. She says he would yeah. have voted. He says he would have voted for it. Like he's gonna tell you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, I wanted to laugh, but I was also trying to like shut my own ass up so that I could, wouldn't miss anything. You know. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I think that exists. And this is just, this is a really ambitious example of interweaving genres, especially given that, Chumuk Park has has very specifically said this story was inspired by the novel Therese Raquin. Again, French is my kryptonite. Therese Rakeen, Um so if you look at the plot of the novel side by side, with the plot of this movie, you're like, oh yeah, we had to tack on some vampire shit at the front so that we had that thread, but yeah, once the plot kicks into what it's going to be, that that's exactly what this is. That's it, cool. like, beat for beat. I want to means... say, though,
1: like, this, so I said this movie was funny and that it does everything well, but I also, what... I feel like I didn't... It is fucking scary, too. I mean, yeah. I know that we all came away with different premises of, like... Or, you know, themes we saw in this movie. But for mine, it was... Or for me, it was, like... That idea that they established in the very beginning when the doctor from Africa... They don't say, I don't think, what country those doctors are from, do they? Dr. Emanuel?
0: They don't specify what... What but it's a African- French-speaking
1: African country because he speaks what? with a French accent.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. They, okay, they I just don't wanted to make sure word. I didn't miss it. Also, also,
1: can we talk about his cheekbones? Real quick, just acknowledging woo! that those are ch- uh, amazing. Um,
0: I, I, real, so he, I for real had a moment where I was like, hello, doctor.
1: I know. Hello, world-saving doctor. Can you develop a vaccine <laughs> for us as well? That's I definitely, For think. a
0: moment, I got a little hung up on like, when they were like, it hasn't infected any African. On the one hand, I was like, haha, good. And then on the other, I was like, wait a minute. Does this mean we're superheroes and have magical blood? I, don't I like think that. it just
1: means that he isolated the virus before it could escalate. But white dudes
0: keep catching it, apparently.
1: I thought Um, she was saying
0: that they were, I thought he was saying that they were, or she was rather, the nurse is speaking, that they they, were impervious to it. That, like, since it had been isolated, they they couldn't, they had not found or could not generate cases.
1: Oh, no, I thought it meant that there were no cases in Africa. But, I mean, I had more questions about that part, but also it wasn't relevant to the plot, so. Exactly.
0: In that, that was just, that was the one little moment where, on the one hand, I was like, yes, let's get a black person in a Korean horror
1: movie. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a
0: quick second where I was like, wait, does that particular form of racism carry over to Eastern Asia? I have no idea. Anyway, um, so I just kind of, also, again, that that's my own, that's the history and the culture and the baggage I'm bringing to the I thought movie. the same I thing, though. I don't know if it's there, you know, on the other end. I don't know if that could exist for the creators if they don't share my cultural history. Um, so. Okay. I'll take that. You know what I mean? Right? Like.
1: Yeah. Um, that wasn't what I was going to say. I just wanted, I I got, I got distracted by his cheekbones living in my brain. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, what I was going to say is he, uh, asked the, he says the priest like, say honestly why you want to do this and he turns on the camera right and and he's like so um we don't want any kind of uh if you if you're coming here to commit some kind of glorified suicide that's very demoralizing for our team and we can't have that um and he says also that there's a a lot of confusion among the very religious which is um subtext he doesn't say that part out loud but um, the idea of suicide being confused with martyrdom, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing that our priest talks about in the confession with uh, the nurse. And I actually loved the quote that you texted us, Mary, where he's like, mm-hmm. um, Seek God through science and get on antidepressants. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved that. Yes,
0: I had forgotten about that line. And it's such a solid and beautiful, like, he doesn't actually handle that confession totally well. Like, no, if you
1: can, but like that he, line is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gave a bunch of like reasonable guidance, and then he concludes with "Stop thinking about killing yourself." And it was like, if I could do that, sir, I would not be here. Right. If I could do that, I would not need to seek God's help through science.
1: Right. Um, so that 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 concept was pretty scary yeah. uh, for me because it has to do not only with your life, but Where your soul goes when your life ends. And um, the idea that immortality is what makes someone monstrous because that's what turns him into a not great guy. Before Mm -hmm. that, he is all about trying to save lives. He's trying to give peace to the people who are dying or in Mm -hmm. comas. And even if Um, he's trying to fight against killing people to drink blood so he doesn't die... Um, monstrosity is his nature now, so he tries to go to people who are like volunteering it, like that man who fed the hungry girls. Mm-hmm. He's he's like siphoning his blood, like he's stealing gas from his tank.
0: Also, so two things there: one, he actually makes the case to Teju yeah. that he's like, well, he he was, you know, he was a you know a pious, he was a giving man. He loved to feed the hungry. If he did know what was happening he would want to help me
1: yeah
0: um which you know i can't
1: argue with that logic you should have heard that story (laughs) no one can
0: (laughs) he's in a coma also so yeah and to your point like this man's first line in the movie is absolutely yeah with a big smile yeah that's the kind of guy we're starting with a priest who tells a potentially dying man absolutely yeah god will remember that you gave those children a sponge cake right and ends the movie committing a dramatic murder suicide Mm -hmm. at the culmination of a brutal fist fight with his girlfriend yeah that involves them throwing a car door at each other and shit.
1: That is a textbook example of a dynamic character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but seriously, okay. There's one more thing that I found really scary about this movie, like in broad terms, which is that the priest wants to save people, but his intentions are perverted by a random transfusion. And I, I, you know, overthink things. Um, So I was like, what kind of vampire would donate his blood? Who, why would you do that? Um, And well, the answer I came up with was, you wouldn't. That's medicalized torture, probably. Like, that person probably did not know that they were donating blood. Um, Which is scary, too. Especially when you have, like, this clinic out in the woods, and he needs, like, it on tape... I need you to say you're willing to die for this experiment. Like, it's just, it's real scary, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. I mean, I know in this, that's not the point of this movie. I don't think that's supposed to be the scary part, but that happens all the time where people undergo Mm -hmm. experiments that they don't realize they're
0: Tuskegee. That they're actually becoming sterilized or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's happening. Currently, there are current cases in the federal court system in which... um, undocumented immigrant women have been sterilized yeah well. um yeah so well to rachel's point earlier like what happens when you take a person who is already terrifying and then <laughs> for give, like, real <laughs> and then give them power to enact that monstrosity you know you ask like well why would a vampire donate their blood i don't know why why was some dude going out putting poison in aspirin bottles
1: yeah
0: why do people put
1: I mean, You're I know right. a lot
0: of the like trick or treating stuff is is a hoax, yeah. but like, I, mean, why I would know I'm not quit? really
1: asking a question. Like, people are just rotten sometimes. Well, that's the thing. Maybe there is some
0: vampire out there who was like, I'ma make all your bitches vampires too. Like, that's like this vampire's jam. She's just out there like, mm-hmm, look a red cross truck,
1: yay! <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like trying to turn bitches where she can.
1: I mean, yeah, but. Vampires need that to survive. Like, as far as we know, they don't regenerate their own blood. No. So that's why I was like, eh. No, I mean, yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, also, this is, like you said, this movie does a really good job of keeping its convention tight by only giving you exactly the information you need.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: We don't know if he regenerates his own blood. He does say that because of that strange circular way in which he turns her, Their blood is fully intermingled. Mm -hmm. Um, But he doesn't say, I mean, he probably doesn't know. And that's the nice thing about presenting this as a mystery. We know where he got it. It makes sense that he would get it this way. But he doesn't know any more about it. He's finding out as he goes, which means Mm -hmm. that we get to find out with him. We don't have like a set of expectations he has to meet. Um, So that's a kind of a good moment to, to start getting into some of this lore. Um, One of the first things I noticed on this rewatch was how incredibly frequently um, Sanghyun appears in mirrors throughout the movie. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Constantly. And uh, Taejoo appears in mirrors once she's turned. Mm. I think she might manifest in mirrors earlier on, but I noticed more frequency once she was turned. So this constant, you know, uh, presence of their reflection belies the one so okay they're not invisible in reflections like this isn't the fairy tale you already know right right um also vampires are often thought of as like sexy like they're yeah. so so deeply associated with sex compared to a lot of other monstrous yeah. creatures right and these are both the very sexiest and the very least sexy yeah vampires i've ever seen
1: yeah, we <laughs> that hospital scene, all of the sex scenes, at least the first two are just so fraught. They're so wow. tense, and it is sexy, but it's also like ew. And after that hospital scene when Jason and I were watching it the other night, he goes, "So that was a sex scene." And <laughs> I was like, "I know." Like it was <laughs> There was a lot of weird
2: Limb and just random body part licking and sucking, like the toes, the (laughs) fingers, and then at one point, homeboy was licking her armpit. Like I think that like this movie kind of like does focus on like the beast, not bestiality, but like how one becomes like a beast. And I think that you see like them kind of acting like actual animals, and I don't think that was on accident.
0: Well, I think some of it too. You know, Teju is is not honest throughout this movie oh and then, right and then, right so there's a there are moment. there's a moment at which she says um i'm good at it like i know how to do it and then there's a moment later where she says well my husband barely touched me i'm practically a virgin mm-hmm. um so her experience level is certainly up for question as far as we know from other characters who are more direct throughout the story like madame ra which we're going to talk about in a second oh my god but um but madame Ra says well you know she slept in my bed until she slept in her husband's Mm -hmm. so i don't know where she was getting it if she was at home all day and then sleeping in her future mother-in-law's bed at night um and we know that uh sang has not slept with anyone before her so a lot of this is i have to imagine like what would it look like for two people who actually don't have any idea how to do this?
2: But I can't take her seriously. When she says I'm practically a virgin, I don't I don't trust her.
0: See, I didn't trust her when she said I know how to do this. I mean, we all saw her husband. Ew. Hyosung did not look <sighs> like a guy who could teach you how to do it.
1: No, but then look at his picture in real life. He is so handsome. so handsome. He's so
0: handsome. And he's in Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, uh, which is also directed by the same director. And in that movie, um, Kong Ho Song also drowns Yeah,
2: he's in that too. Yeah. Hmm. So, fun fact.
0: Um, Yeah, he's an incredibly handsome guy, which, you know, is one of the best ways to get someone to be to feel unhandsome, is to cast a really good-looking person and let them go to town kind of like you you can't cast a dumb person to be dumb you gotta cast a really smart person who knows how to how to change the way they communicate Mm -hmm. um that's that's a very that's a more illustrative thing than an actual truth guys okay i didn't go around like taking iq tests before i cast people in plays that's not (laughs) the thing it was more so about finding someone who knows how to embody a thing, and a lot of the time, the hardest thing for us to embody is something we already do day to day. You want to, you want to make someone uh, want to make sure someone can't sing on stage. Cast someone who can already sing, because <clears throat> hmm. the person who can't sing has spent their entire lifetime trying to at least sound like they can.
1: Mm-hmm. You want to make sure they're actually acting and not just being.
0: Right, because oh, that's when okay. you end up. That's when you end up with a bunch of actors who are. The absolute fucking worst to be around. Mm-hmm. Know who likes method actors? No one. They don't even like each other.
1: <laughs> in my oh head, my no, not in my head. When I was watching Shit's Creek, I really thought that Moira Rose was gonna be one of those characters, like one of uh, one of those people, and I was just so delighted to be like, oh no, she is. She is. She is an act like sh- she's a chameleon. That's why she talks all weird like that. hmm. I just loved it.
0: They've asked uh, Catherine O'Hara, like, where'd you come up with the accent? She was like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know that I do it consistently. Like on the show, if you were to watch mm-hmm. me, I don't think I make the same sounds consistently. But, you know, she just like locked into this kind of style of speaking mm-hmm. and part of the point is the inconsistency like it's not actually an accent because that would manifest the same way every time it's like
1: it's it's like not quite Catherine hepburn yeah it's like she's
0: she's her speech is so like highly affected yes that it's it who even knows who even knows what's happening (laughs) and like her own kids are like yeah we don't know man her husband is like i don't know she didn't always (laughs) talk like that i don't know (laughs) um uh, also that i the sims has been crashing too much because they released an update so they're yeah. going to release another update next week but until then i can't keep playing with my johnny rose sim
1: <laughs> well that dis- is a bummer it's disappointing
0: well it's not disappointing since we're going to talk about this movie because that's what we need to do because that's <laughs> what we're here to do that's what the people paid for jk y'all ain't pay for shit that's fine. We want it to be free. Um, but
1: by the time this episode comes out, we will have merch available for y'all. Merch. I really, Rachel and I have been texting about it late at night, just being like, "I can't wait for that fucking hoodie." I'm so <laughs> excited for that travel mug. I
2: keep thinking about like the the art that we have and like and having it like on, our like, new a, art, like a nice like rose gold hoodie or like a mint. Tropical seafoam green
1: hoodie. Yeah, so buy one for yourself and buy one for your partner for I mean, matching. your holidays or for no reason at all.
0: And if you're because a lonely bitch like myself, buy yourself you should, too. Well, I was gonna say message <laughs> us. What if so had... that we have enough traction to tell Campfire that we need hoodies for our pets too? Because I was just my about to dog, say, what
2: if we made like little loves,
0: vests? My Buster loves his hoodie. And he looks, okay, I'll post a picture to the show Instagram. My my college best friend told me he looks like an ex-jock dad at his <laughs> kid's little league game.
1: He looks like Winston Duke in, um... It was
0: the uh, best, it was just the best imagery I've ever, because he's all, like, muscly and, like, busting out of it, and on him it looks like it's short, like, it looks like he's wearing one of those, like, short-sleeved hoodies. And I, I just keep looking at the picture and being like, how did she do that? She's got a gift. She's a writer, you know? She's a writer, I guess. Um, so uh, yeah, pet hoodie. If you're interested in pet merch, let us know, then we can uh, make that happen. We try happen. to give the people what they want. Um, weird, okay, also a weird, like kind of fun turn. I hadn't thought of it this, this way initially, but as I was rewatching, I was like, man, you know, we get into kind of the Act Three shit. Like once uh, we turn Teju, uh, we get into kind of a Frankenstein situation.
1: That's Where he creates something
0: yeah. he creates something he can't control. And the thing yeah. he can't control becomes his undoing. Um, and he creates it for, you know, intentions that are not evil at all. In fact, he he kills her with the best of intentions because he thinks she's a danger. But he loves her too much. He brings her back. And ultimately ends up killing her again because he thinks it's the right thing to do. And, oh, that moment with the shoes...
2: Yeah, I was going to you... ask you guys at the oh. very ending, for like a closer, what your favorite scene was, and that was mine.
0: That's Where he so... picks her up and puts her in his shoes. The thing is, he picks her up and puts her, so early in the movie, the first oh. moment that we see that kind of connection, that affection right. or interest between them, he's like keeping track of her with his super senses yeah. in the night, and he realizes she's running barefoot, and he just like snatches her up and puts her like picks her up takes off his shoes and puts her down in his own shoes
1: yeah that's my that's the sweetest so i
2: thought you were referencing the moment in the very end when and then she, the
0: end when yeah. she finally
2: gives in and then she's like well if i'm gonna die and then she puts on those old shoes she
0: puts on his shoes i think that's yeah.
2: like one of the only one of the few sincere moments we get with her
0: well, yeah, and yeah, it's, so it's that callback. Like, in the in the beginning of their relationship, there was genuine, it, like, she tells him the first time they try to sleep together that, like, mm-hmm. she always, that she always had a thing for him, that she she always cared about him. That moment with the shoes is such a sweet, it's a very tender moment. Yeah. And for her to kind of come to the end and realize, well, if I'm out of options, at the very least, I'm going out. Was the only person who has ever actually shown me kindness
1: mm-hmm.
2: or you maybe even actually cared
0: i think that they did love each other that but that maybe they neither of them were really
1: they weren't right for each other even though they loved each other
0: also i don't think either of them were kind of grown up enough like they'd each been kind I of am- sheltered or stunted in a way that would have made it difficult if not impossible
2: I don't think to she, have I, like
0: a meaningful and mature love for one another.
2: Earlier we talked about being in love and being in lust. And the whole time as I was watching, by the time I got to the end, I was never, I don't think I was ever at any time actually convinced that she loved him. I think he loved her and then she just wanted to do what she wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: No, yeah, I think she. um... You. I think she's a sociopath.
0: I do think she, she was yeah. miser. Her life was terrible, and I think she was miserable. And I believe that she did that. She did remember him from their childhood and mm-hmm. have warm feelings about him. And I do. I believe don't that know, his- girl.
1: I mean, while they're trying to have sex, she's like, she says out loud, "Am I a pervert? Do normal women like you? Like, no, like no, this. no,
0: no. She said like that because he bit her and she liked uh. it." Yeah, he bit her neck hard. Like, it left a full-on bite mark.
2: All right. um, but even, like, before she turned, it, and I wrote this down in my notes to bring up, mm-hmm. that I thought there was, like, some weird, random, out-of-nowhere sex situations happening. So then, like, suddenly she was having sex with this other dude, that strange man, and then our man catches her in the street and starts sniffing her. So here's... Okay, Let's kind of
0: bop from where does this shit rule to where does it run into trouble? And then we can kind of close out with all of the very best, funniest moments, because there were so many. Um Because it does run into trouble at a few points. And one of my questions was, did y'all feel like you were tracking characters' motives clearly? Once I read more about Therese Raquin, I was like, oh, okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. So in the novel the characters um you know fall in love uh have a, they're having an affair they decide the only way that they can really be together forever honestly like as a married couple you know that's what they want is if her husband dies
2: mm-hmm.
0: so they kill her husband and then they are tortured by what they've done like it's, it becomes Impossible for them to relate to each other the way they did before because now there's this horrible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: horrible thing between them. um So they vacillate between either desperately trying to like prove, like overprove that they're that they still want one another. So it's either like wildly like intense and sexual or they detest each other, mm-hmm. and it escalates to the point that it eventually they are both plotting the other's death and kind of come to this realization that they're doing the same thing. And that realization ultimately brings them back on the same page for the first time and they commit uh, joint suicide. Um, so uh, once, I under- once I had read the synopsis of the novel, I was like, okay, I can see that in the movie now. But there were various points in the movie where I was like, why is so and so why why is one of them so angry or like why are they suddenly so into each like i I kind of felt like i didn't track some of the ups and downs of their relationship once hyosung was dead so it, it sounds like i'm not alone in that if you're saying that you know
2: yeah yeah it seemed like um With our main man, he had one clear goal, and that was to help. And then when that became distorted, his one main goal was um, to love Teju. Um, but with her, again, because I think she's a sociopath, that she doesn't have a goal. She just, whatever comes to her fancy, she's gonna make it happen. And then she, so she's hooking up with this random dude. And how many times does she have sex with him? Because like he, like, started to touch her, and he was like six times or something crazy like that. Well, oh, I thought.
0: thought they, I thought they hooked up in the one night, and that's why he was like, I can't keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it was, so it was the only time.
0: It was the only time they slept together. They, they, he just couldn't keep going. Um, but that's after again. That's after um, Hyo san has died. So, I interpreted that as like one of her like kind of acting out behaviors to either Got drive it. him away, either drive him away or.
2: Got it. She you know, did a whole lot of that because. Yeah. She, like, she, how many times does she try to like dump him? Like three? So, one of them is after she's turned and he like yeah, throws yeah. her off
0: the roof. So, she's like lying on the ground, like all bloody and all, like she looks like she should be dead. And she's like, Ugh, I dump him and this is like. Yeah. This is how he responds. Wow. Um. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that it gets, the waters get muddied there. And I feel like we could have spent less time in the earlier stages of their relationship. Like, I think, I mean, I bought the infatuation immediately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the first time they make eye contact, I was like, oh, it's like that, okay.
1: Yeah, when um, she's sweaty at the counter.
0: Whew, and it, that's That, for me, that was a funny moment where she's like, Whoa. Because everyone else in the house is, like, sweating through their shit. And Hyo-Sung is like, I'm cold. So she has to go make him a hot water bottle. Mm-hmm. And she, it's a beautiful shot. And it is very, like, sensual. And then he's just, like, he comes into focus, like, in the background just like...
1: <laughs> <sighs> just mouth breathing over her shoulder.
0: I was like, I, I can't. I guess I can't blame you. She's a beautiful woman. but Oh, my God. Um... But yeah, it gets, it gets, the word I kept thinking of as I rewatched was this becomes diffused. hmm You know, that some of the most interesting questions or some of the most exciting moments or, like, you lose some depth because you got so much spread. Right? Like, there's, like, so much yeah. on our plates that nothing, nothing gets to be profoundly explored. It's all introduced, but not necessarily.
1: That's true. Down. But I don't know that that's a flaw. I think it's just a choice.
0: Yeah, I I didn't... It doesn't affect my enjoyment of the movie, but when we were watching with the intent of trying to speak intelligently about it, I was like, huh, this makes it harder. Also, is this misogynist?
1: I didn't feel that way, but I'm interested as to why you do. I don't know that I do, but, you know, our, our...
0: our male lead is a good person, trapped in a terrible situation, trying to make the best of it. You know, he takes donated blood. He he takes blood from you know assisted suicide. Like he's trying to do good. And our female lead lies a lot to the point that, that among the three of us, there's no consensus on whether. When she was telling the truth, or whether right. she was ever like clearly, her life was horrible and miserable. But she also misrepresents the kind of horrible and miserable,
1: right? right. She says
0: she was abused when it. She wasn't. I mean, we actually the one sympathetic moment Hyo Sung has is when he sees the, like the wounds on her thighs, mm-hmm. and says like, "Isn't there anything else you can do for volunteering?" Like that's so scary that you go to the mental hospital. Um. So she lies a lot she like deliberately like lies with the intent of manipulating other people when she is turned she goes full scary ass monster who is super into killing people Mm -hmm. the second she has any power honestly before she's even turned the second she has any power over her mother-in-law She's like, you know what? This bitch never gave me a birthday party and hauls off and slaps her across the face so hard. Like, she's. I don't think she's an unsympathetic character entirely. I think she's a challenging character.
2: and I think She she's is, a really and I think one. that our lead, um, he can be, like, it's argued that he is, like, a redeemable character and he kind of, he does redeem himself in the end. But I, I see where you're what you're saying, Mary, because I, I feel like um, Teju's character is almost to the point of no return. Like, there's no... I don't see any hope of redemption
1: Mm-mm, with I her. agree.
2: No, that's why he but, goes there, right?
1: Well, yeah, but I don't think that that makes the film misogynist. No, a- I,
2: I agree. But then there was also this weird element in the beginning. Remember when they said the only people who were really being affected by this disease were men. Single men. Single men. And then, so when Mary, that scene you were talking about when she gets her face slammed in the concrete and then he looks at her and he's like, oh shit, she's not healing right away. Is this part of that problem? Like, is there something in her, I don't know, genetic code as a female that it's affecting her differently and it's not making her as strong as I am? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it seemed like and then they had to get the doctor. So I thought maybe she was actually, like, dying, dying. Like, it, it she was only va- going to be a vampire for so long because she's female. That's what I thought was happening right I don't then know. I'm there.
0: not sure about that. I kind of, I interpreted that more as, actually, no, I don't know. I, I think I just kind of rolled with it. He wasn't sure, and then they don't get a clean answer. So yeah, that's just not a thing we, we get to know about how it affects her. Um, well, my question was more so, like, if... if Feminized sexuality is categorically dangerous, right? If that's the mythology that a culture has been working with forever, which is, you know, certainly true of American culture, then this woman who I would say that her goal throughout is freedom. Like the ability to choose for herself, the ability to do what she wants. Like when you say, yeah, she's just trying to do what she wants. Yeah, like that is the goal. Do what she wants and not um, what other people are forcing her to do, um, then if a character's entire goal is autonomy and a major way for her to it, like enact that is in her sexuality and that character is the monster. Is it? I don't know. I don't, I didn't really think of it that way initially, but as I was rewatching and trying to read up, you know, see if there were any good reviews about it or any interviews about it, anything I could find, Someone mentioned that, I think maybe it was Roger Ebert, and I was like, that seems like a dumb take. And then I was rewatching, and I was like, is it? I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't know. think it's dumb, but I do think that it's kind of unfounded just because you you can have a... I feel like that's part of the equality that we want among genders is that there can be a woman character who is bad. Yeah. Like, that's her choice. Like, her choice is that she wants to fuck shit up, and she gets mm-hmm. to make that choice. So, I mean, she does it in the beginning, and then she gets her autonomy. Yeah. So, I, I think you can read it either way, but I didn't think for a second that was the case. Like, I mean, that, that it was a misogynist film. Are right, the characters right. in the movie, maybe? Some of them.
0: Yes. Um, speaking of characters in the movie who are misogynistic, Madame Bra
1: yes that's the one i was thinking of actually
0: is just such a tightly drawn character you have no question about who she is what she wants what she's doing at any moment in time and then at the character's kind of midpoint in the movie she has a stroke and the entire rest of that performance is entirely her eye movements.
1: And that one finger.
0: The one finger where she tries to scratch out that hey, my daughter in law and her side piece killed my son. Hesuit Kim, I that is she's just she manages to be so so funny for so much of the movie. She's great. Like even though she's terrible, she's funny at it. And then
1: Wait, this is the <sighs> actor that plays Ra? Yeah, Haisuke.
0: Haisuke, yeah. okay. Like, I just... I... I don't even have extra words. I just could not get over how compelling
2: she was. Yeah. And that moment when um, uh, Teju was begging for forgiveness, just, like, what? Just once, just once. And the the way she held her eyes... So aggressively mm-hmm. open to tell her, bitch, nope, not today. Absolutely not. Yeah.
0: And it's especially compelling because in that moment, when she's asking, blink once, blink once, and she doesn't blink. You can't be totally sure. Like, you'd like to believe that she's doing that on purpose, but we've seen so little,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so little activity from her at that point. Like, they're not sure how recovered she is. In fact, like, we start seeing the finger movements before. -hmm. Um, Teju and Sanghun do so. um, When they're in the mahjong game, and they're like, "Oh no, you can, you can play, you can play." What do a long blink or a short blink, and we realize she can. Like the look on their faces when they're like, "Oh shit." Yep. If someone were to ask the right questions in the right order, she could blow up our entire fucking spot. Like, the only thing standing between us and getting found out is someone asking the right question. And then she starts scratching with her finger. Oh, shit.
2: Well, this isn't so much um, just Mrs. Roth. This was talking about that scene um, mm-hmm. specifically. So one of the things I think this movie did so well also was the way that they're able to capture and execute tension. Mm-hmm. So once it was like, well, you're not saying that they killed... And just that thick ass tension, you could cut it through a knife. Mwah. Excellent. Lovely, lovely.
1: Rachel, you um, also mentioned another scene in here that I wanted to talk about um, right here.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Talking about tension.
2: Also, before we go to funny, I have one more scary element I want to talk about after Mary Kay's point.
1: Well, this was, I I want to talk about a point that you wrote down, which was the rape scene. Yeah.
2: Yeah, what
1: the fuck? That's
2: so random.
1: It was,
0: right? You don't know what he was doing? No. So... Those are the people that were camped outside the research facility yeah I know him and when he left they started treating him as a saint so we see that when right? he goes back they're reciting his prayer they're treating him as if he's something uh, I do remember that he's breaking their faith in him
2: oh that makes sense to me now oh. he has to,
0: he has to do something so horrible that not only will they not think he's a saint but they will like burn his name out but of If mouths, you
2: follow like his yeah. thread of damnation, I think in that way it makes in terms of the story, I get what you're saying, and that makes sense to me, but it, I was seeing it more of like the downfall of this character, this great loft, not lofty, but like you know a high standing individual. He, you know he's a priest that falls, you know, he goes into lust. he goes, do you know what this means? This is a bigger sin for a priest. And then he, and then he kills, and then more sex, and then, um, he lies and manipulates with the other priest to get him to get his blood, kills again, even preys on suicidal people, saying, well, I can get the blood. They're basically asking to die, so, like, um... Oh, I thought that was a kindness on his part. (laughs) I thought he was trying to be nice. No, that was, like, that was, like, near the end. That was, like, act three or four. Remember, she
0: makes fun of him for doing it. Like, she mocks him. She's, like, um what, you're helping people kill themselves? Like, oh, you're yeah. Supposed, you're yeah. supposed to be a killer. And he, she was like, yeah, but they wanted to, like, this, like, this is, like, yeah. the last ethical way to do this. They wanted to die anyway.
1: I don't think that came across as fully as it should have, if that's what he was doing, for, I mean, that's why he was doing what he was doing. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's a note. <laughs> um, and another question I had Uh, speaking of his damnation, is the point where he goes back to the priest who is blind and in a wheelchair. And they reenact the Doubting Thomas resurrection, where he puts his hand in the wound. And then, when he's like, make me a vampire so I can see one last sunrise... Right, because he—that's like—that's the way that I want to die. Is I want to see a sunrise again, and now you're telling me you can do that for me, do that for me, and instead he just murders him. So I think
0: both that scene and the rape scene are moments where he's faced with like a moral dilemma on the scale of, you know, non-reality. Right, like you would have to be extra human to. I to mean extra human, like as an outside of, like something other, to, to even be presented with this dilemma, right? And in the case of the priest, his friend, this person he loves, he makes a choice for and both of these situations, he makes a choice on behalf of others. He makes a choice on what is best for other people. And I think... You know, it's hard to say with with his his with uh priest not, but I he he makes a call that he can't take the chance that this man will be corrupted the way he has been. That this person he admires deserves to die, uncorrupted. And
1: in the moment, it seems horrible. And in the okay, moment, so it seems horrible. Why did he horrible. drink his blood? If he deserves to die uncorrupted, does it seem like a selfless way of killing someone? Why didn't he drink the priest's blood? He did. Oh, well, he's already dead. So He wasn't. That's how he died.
0: I know. I know. I know. Look, I'm not justifying anything. I'm saying this is the this is the mm-hmm. setup. I'm as I'm interpreting it is that he makes that call in the moment that like, This person deserves to die uncorrupted, and that even a horrible death is better than becoming a monster. He makes this. No,
1: I reject that the same way I reject that farting infographic. Well. (laughs) So it's like a
2: vampire giving its last, his last rites. It's like, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to save you also by not making you a vampire. Also,
0: that dude did offer him his blood every seven seconds. He was like super into. Sharing his blood, uh, but then in the rape scene, that's another moment where you have you know a horrifying moral quandary, and he makes a he makes a choice, a deeply upsetting choice. The traumatizing this person is worth the ultimate effect of these people rejecting him altogether, and I think a little moment of visual storytelling there that kind of clarifies. What an upsetting moment that is for the priest as well, is the fact that we've seen him having sex 75 times. That's not true. A bunch of times, but we've never actually seen him naked until that moment. Like that is- Not from the front. Right, that is the most exposed, the most vulnerable moment he has in the movie. So I I think that I agree with you, Mary Kay, that you shouldn't have to watch that multiple times to get that message. <laughs> um, yeah. And... Oh, yeah,
1: I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was just mm-hmm. saying if that
0: is oh, the case, yeah.
1: it needs to be more clear. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, so I think something that the movie does both well and poorly then is putting him in these impossible moral situations Yeah. Um, where the dilemmas are so compelling and so exciting, but then we're walking away and saying, well... That's not well, what he why? did or that is what he did. And yeah. we, we we can't even get to a point of like, okay, it makes sense based on these things that this is how he felt. This is why he made the choices he did. What was the point of the moral fucking dilemma, you know? So, you know, you put a lot on the plate and if you don't finish it, then this is what you get. You get a bunch of women like 12 years later, just like running their fucking <laughs> mouths, running right. their fucking mouths about your work. Being like, "Eh." he's a virtuoso, but like, he like fucked up a bunch of shit. I,
1: but I don't think that that makes the movie not good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still was having such a good time watching it that I forgot Mm -hmm. to write anything down or think about it analytically, like we were talking about earlier. And I think you wanted to close with, right, some of our favorite. Moments,
0: favorite in the movie? funny moments. Favorite funny moments. Well, I mean, any moments, honestly. But I really like. There are so many weirdly funny shots. Um, so I can already, I go first? Yeah, I was gonna say because I already mentioned the one where he's like lying on the floor drinking the blood like a Capri Sun, watching her walk out like bitch. Why? Right.
1: Uh, yeah, that was funny. Why My... did he have
2: to show her like that though? Like, why did he <laughs> have to do that? Because it's what else would this you do? Funny.
0: <laughs> would you like? What do you tell someone? Like, I drink blood.
1: But did he have to go? lie down on the floor like
0: that? <laughs> yeah, because gravity.
1: Have you ever tried to drink something while lying on your back? Inconceivable. It is impossible. I'm fan anyway, fan. the funniest part, or the like, most surprising funny part, was when they're fighting around the car at the end, mm-hmm. like as mm-hmm. the sun is coming up. And um, he tears the roof off of the trunk, and or the lid, or what do you call it, the hatch. The from trunk the hatchback.
0: He tears the trunk off of the. <laughs> he tears
1: trunk. The top. He tears the trunk off, off of the trunk, trun- and then That's she grabs end. the lid and with her super strength and gets back in the trunk yeah. and puts it on top of herself. <laughs> and then he picks it up again and throws it off a cliff. <laughs> that was so. <laughs> Wiley Coyote to me. Cast that into the sea. Do you remember yeah.
2: when he moved the car and then she was under? She laying was laying under the, the car. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that was very. Be... That was very Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's like when
0: uh, when she picks up when uh when uh, uh Madame Raz is, is trying to like scratch out their names and be like these bitches is murderers. And she's like, oh, you're tired, mom. And like, picks up the whole ass chair with her in it. And yeah, then, like, is so strong. Nice and idea. she just, like, <laughs> she, she's so strong. She just freezes and then, like, slowly puts her down and pretends it didn't
2: happen. Yeah, this whole movie is, <laughs> is kind of Looney
1: Tunes
0: for adults. That's all, folks. That moment when a, uh, when a, uh, Sung Hyung is hanging from the roof like a bat by his feet and like watching her through the window, just like, "Mm -hmm." yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Also, everything Hyo Sung did as a ghost. Oh my gosh. For
1: real. Like,
0: when they're actually like having sex around him. Ringing and
1: drooling water. And he has like
2: that big like, <laughs> smile rock. on his face. And a snot coming out of his, oh my God. And uh, he was so content about it all. Yeah, and he was
1: like, hee hee
0: hee. Or when he like jumps up behind him. Or like when he can hear, he has laughing and he can't find him. And then he like comes up behind him like, Ree! and like drags him down into the water. I, oh my God.
2: Um, There's
1: a lot to love about this movie.
2: I know. There's a what few I- that I have that are from the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where she, you mentioned Mary me, where he's like watching her like a bat and then he goes into the bathroom. Like, Is that the same scene when yeah, yeah. she's using the in the bathroom? Yeah, bathroom. yeah. yeah. And then, so, it doesn't work out as planned, so he leaves, and as he's going out the window, he has, like, his, he's in his priest robes, but it looks like the fucking Batman costume. It looks like a, like, a Batman Linking. robe. It was so fun. and then, um, and then, <laughs> when he, got, when he, when he gets to the, 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 the ground and he punches the lamppost and runs off it just reminds me of every like scene kid back in middle school being like I'm just a kid my life <laughs> is a nightmare
1: like when it falls down behind him
0: Oh no! well you know so I thought about that scene where she she like asks him to like kind of basically like show her what he can do and he's like jumping around with her in his arms it's it could be just like ridiculous like totally ridiculous looking like mm-hmm. oh wow I just bought out of the movie um and instead because the focus is on Teju's face it's still absurd but also like really it's just kind of like fun and wild and you're just like oh my god as opposed to Twilight's handling of the same scenario
2: yeah I I really enjoyed that magic not carpet vampire ride that was, that was fun for me.
0: Magic, not carpet, vampire. In that case, would it just be like a magic hardwood vampire ride?
2: Hardwood? <laughs> hardwood. <laughs> Which I also have another problem with- Every vampire lore, having vampires having sex because in order to get an erection, you need your your heart to be pumping blood into it, right? So I don't understand okay, how vampires well, can have then sex.
0: You need to go write the book or movie or short story even in which uh, you explore that convention and explain why vampires can, in fact, have sex. I would read of, the
1: hell out I'm of that.
0: Because
2: yeah. I need answers.
1: And Rice Hardwood my ass. We're writing you a letter. <laughs> we got some questions and some requests. <laughs> Dear
0: Anne Rice. How? <laughs> Why?
2: Where? Hmm. Um one more thing, I do want. I did want to say that um, freaked me out. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fucking pincers. What do you even? What, are, uh, what? When she was doing yes. that to her husband in the mouth, and mm-hmm. then it came back, and he was haunting her and doing it. And that's what she
0: used to stab her legs, right?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, but like that that creepy. He just the the ghost version of him always had this creepy content smile on his face and the smile he had while he was doing that that fucking freaked me out that
1: eighth mm. grade yearbook picture smile Ugh. or that courage Kers- remember that- everyone smiled that way you
2: remember did you guys watch courage the cowardly dog <laughs> <laughs> that guy jerry or something who was like muriel's brother and he came to visit and he was trying to give courage a haircut and he just had this smile and it gave you the
1: no, no feeling. Oof. Wow. I don't, I don't know any of that reference, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the,
2: the feeling you get when you see him, the ghost of the husband humping the air with the creepy smile, it's that whole episode of courage, the Carly dog is just that vibe. That.
0: Okay. Well, uh, instead of watching that, What shall we watch next, Mary Kay?
1: Yes, I'm so glad you asked, Mary. Mm -hmm. For our holiday episode, we are going to talk about The Mothman Prophecies from 2002, directed by Mark Pellington, screenplay by Richard Haddam, would you say? Haddam? Did I get it? Hate them, Um, like, gotta hate them all. Okay, screenplay by Richard (laughs) Hadam, which was adapted from the novel, so not a book, a novel, with the same name written by John A. Keel. I say that because there's a documentary and then there's this movie that was based on the novel. So I'm going to watch them both if I can get through the documentary, but we're going to be talking about the Mothman prophecies. Uh, The one starring Richard Gere, Deborah Messing, and Laura Linney. In case you don't remember the plot, quote, a reporter is drawn to a small West Virginia town to investigate a series of strange events, including psychic visions and the appearance of bizarre entities. Um, as of right now, when we're recording, I'm not seeing anywhere that you can stream it for free, but you can rent it on any of your regular platforms for $3. And just so you're not like, oh, this is a 2000 movie it's going to be kind of kind of stupid. I remember watching this when I was a sophomore in high school and then driving home and then looking in my rearview mirror to see two red lights, like traffic lights, and freaking the fuck out. Um, you, y'all know how I feel about prophecies. I don't like them. So um, let's get fucked up. I can't wait. <laughs> Mothman prophecies. Merry Christmas while you're waiting for the movie to buffer go ahead on over and subscribe to our show and follow us on our social media channels. And if you have the screen time left, because I know y'all are running short, consider rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts as well. It helps us so much. Um, We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. See you soon. Okay, love you. Bye, Bye. Bye. Campfire.